0: So obviously want to dig into the new album, some of the tour dates you got coming up and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, I, I imagine it, it's got to feel like a, a great release, a great relief to finally get the album out. And kind of curious, was there any sort of pandemic delays in getting the album out?
1: I guess it hindered us in a way where it was like we had to be extra careful and extra, you know, tedious with figuring out studio dates and stuff because of it and you know when to book the studios and stuff and when to meet up and when to practice and stuff so i i guess you could say yes but honestly it was an overall like kind of quick process like it was it was a pretty smooth process
0: and i'm kind of curious too why why go the band route versus a solo career was that always a plan or or did you just meet these other ladies and fall in love with them but talk about that decision a little bit
1: well growing up i own. i really like the the Artists that I looked up to were always bands. It was never, you know, really solo artists. And I always saw myself being a part of a band. And, um, you know, right when quarantine hit, I just realized I had some, you know, time to do some self-reflecting. And I realized like, yeah, like I wasn't 100% happy with what I was doing. And I just always saw myself being a part of a band rather than a solo artist.
0: And pretty cool that the first album out, you get to work with the uh, legendary Johnny K, and uh, I'm sure that was a blast. Was it tough? Was his schedule packed, or was it pretty easy to get in with him?
1: Um, he was he was very, very you know professional and very quick about things. But yeah, it was super, super cool to work with him. I was honored, and it was really refreshing to have somebody that, you know, a producer that shared the same vision as you, because yeah, we all know that that doesn't always happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always see that when bands changing producers midterm or something. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, it ain't going right. I'm loving the, right. loving the <laughs> tunes that I'm hearing, Hate and Athena, and I really love even sober and champion there's a whole lot of uh, variety on Thank the album you, I, you know it, it's easy in hard rock and metal or whatever you want to call it where everything can kind of go into one lane and i, I love that there's a lot of uh, variety on the album you're not stuck in in one mode the whole way through or anything like that
1: right and i'm I'm so glad that you that you brought that up because that's one of the things that i really am excited for you know about the album is i really do believe truly that there's a song for everyone you know
0: absolutely yeah, it's got got flavors for everyone. The hard rocker, the, you know, kind of mid-tempo and everything in between. And kind of funny that uh, your touring mate uh, recently, Wolfgang Van Halen and Mammoth WVH, and you two going out together, he's got a great debut album out there and i wonder if it, you almost could have called the tour the preconceived notions because i imagine both of you go, yes. you and wolfgang have bonded over that that people going out into the rock world releasing your debut album i'm sure so many people have so many preconceived notions about the two of you and they don't even know you yet
1: right no it's it's definitely true especially with the young rockers people are very people are definitely have many preconceived notions and are convinced that they already know what they're getting <laughs> when they just really don't, you know?
0: They have no idea the badass rocker that you really are and that not just some um, TV personality. Thank you.
1: Right, yeah, that that was one thing. I didn't want to be tied down, you know, to the voice. Or I didn't want to, that to be the thing, you know, that I was known for. Which, But it was a really amazing experience, don't get me wrong, but, you know... Can't hold on to that experience forever.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it was a great introduction, and now, now you've got the uh, the ball, and now it's where you take it and run with it, and off to a great start. And right. Having fun out there with, with Wolfgang and, and Mammoth WVH?
1: Oh, yeah. They are so amazing. Um, they sound exactly like the album. It's not better live, you know, because you can just really feel, you know, like you can feel the kick drum, and like you can just feel everything. So, and and Wolfie's voice and his guitar playing is just uh. I mean, I'm really just mesmerized when I watch them, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> so I'm really, really honored to be on tour with them.
0: It was great to see, uh, I was watching some of the live footage from Rock, LaHoma, and great to see you rocking the guitar as well.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, my, I always call it my weapon of choice. I, it was my first instrument. You know, I started playing when I was like five or six, and I actually didn't start singing until about nine. Who, I, I love guitar. Who was the
0: inspiration? Who made you want to pick up a guitar? Who did you see or hear that you said, I can do that?
1: You know, for me, it was Joe Perry from Aerosmith. He really was the one that inspired me to pick up a guitar. I just adored him when I was a kid. I mean, I still do, but, you know, when I was a kid, I just thought he was (laughs) the
0: best thing. (laughs) And he still is, and that's great. Great that your parents raised you right on on Aerosmith. (laughs) That's awesome. For sure. And, you know, looking ahead, we got the uh, the, – ultimate tour, I would imagine for you, Evanescence and Hailstorm at SoFi Stadium on November the 10th. And God, you know, stadiums and arenas, your album's barely out. Where do you go from here? I mean, you're already kind of on top and ruling the world. But I imagine going out with those ladies, uh, both big influences on you, probably for different reasons.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's to say it's a dream would be an understatement because they really are, you know, were my two biggest heroes growing up vocally. I keep saying like, it's not going to hit me until I'm there, (laughs) you know, because it's just so surreal.
0: Yeah, I imagine uh, Lizzie and Amy both big big influences. I mean, both have amazing vocals, and imagine Lizzie a little bit more. She's got that that grit like that you have. I think in your voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, one other thing I wanted to hit you with—one of the things that we do—we're old school radio station. We uh, we still salute uh, and and raise a glass and a toast for uh, Metallica every night. We call it mandatory Metallica, which you're going to be a part of. <laughs> that's
1: it that's awesome.
0: Kind of curious with the uh, with the Aerosmith roots and playing guitar and stuff. I'm sure you went through that Metallica phase as well and learning riffs.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I definitely listen. When I learned to play Enter Sandman, I was like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like. <laughs> I was uh, super excited when I learned that, and then uh, I did. I had Guitar Hero Metallica too, <laughs> so I did have a little Metallica phase, for sure.
0: It's crazy that the the black album, the the album with Metallica with Inner Sandman, is now thirty years old and, and still sounds as awesome as ever.
1: I know. Oh my gosh, I know. It, it is so insane.
0: Being that it's mandatory Metallica do you, do you want to pick a song to play? Would it be Inner Sandman? Is that your favorite Metallica
1: tune? No, I would have to say My favorite Metallica one would be Fuel I love that song